St. John's Orange presents the St. John's Podcast, proclaiming God's Word with intentionality and boldness to make a positive impact on our world. If today's message brings some encouragement or a resolve to more fully follow Christ, please leave us a five-star review, and please follow or subscribe to this podcast. Both of these simple actions help to increase our reach and will encourage others to listen. Now, open your heart to what God has for you today. Here's Pastor Trevor Van Blarkham. Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We pray, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We sing.
Father so tender is calling us home. He welcomes the weakest, the vilest, the poor. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, for not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. You may be seated. we speak these words together. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, from the desire of being loved, from the desire of being extolled, from the desire of being honored, the desire of being praised, from the desire of being preferred to others, from the desire of being consulted, from the desire of being approved. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear us. From the fear of being humiliated. From the fear of being despised. From the fear of suffering rebukes. From the fear of being defamed. From the fear of being forgotten. From the fear of being ridiculed. fear of being wronged, from the fear of being suspected. And now a reading from the Gospel of Luke. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. 
A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. And then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. And the other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. And so we go into the text now. We've heard it read, but let's go there now. Let's be there in the Pharisee's home. The house is very comfortable. It's a very spacious room. There's a large table. The guests are all reclining around it. The table is more than likely U-shaped so that the servants can walk to the middle and put the food on it. And the guests, they lay on their sides with their heads and their arms next to the table, their feet hanging off the cushions on the outside. We look and we see that there are very important people there. We know that because of the way they are dressed, they're in very nice clothes. We see that people are casting looks and seeing Jesus because he's there. The host especially, making sure that he is seen with Jesus. And we see it very easily. It's very easy to see when others are trying so hard, so hard to look important. We can always see when others are doing it, but it is very difficult to see that we do this too. We scan the room and in the corner we see a woman who is a sinner. That's just how the text describes her. We see that she is alone and we see that it is clear that she is used to being shunned. By the way she looks, she's used to people stepping to the side when she walks by, looking at her but not wanting to meet her eyes, whispering about her. And we can feel the shame and the pain in her heart. It isn't hard to do. We can sense her sense of failure about herself. How every disdainful look that she has received, every harsh word spoken to her, every shaking of the head has cut her so deeply in her heart. 
And we know that sometimes it's the choices we make, sometimes it's what has happened to us that causes us to be where we are, causes us to be who we are. Sometimes it's both, and we wonder, I wonder what it was for her, something she did or something that happened to her, but we catch ourselves. We're just looking for blame or fault. Also wondering, would we have done differently? Instead of just feeling with her, feeling with her, not for her. And slowly we are sensing that she doesn't need our judgment. She does not need our pity. She needs a heart, a heart that will not condemn her, a heart that will not reject her, a heart that will understand pain, confusion, a heart that will assist her in her desire to change. And this woman, while she has heard what we have heard, that there is one at this table tonight who eats with sinners, one who chooses to be with the poor, the weak, the untouchable, and that brings her hope. And so we watch as out of the shadows, she shows us how to be courageous. She is here at a house where she is uninvited, where she is unwanted. And by doing so, invites those judging looks, invites that rejection that she has experienced by the people in attendance. By being there, she will have to deal with the whispers and the shame and, well, this man, this one she has heard about, after all, everyone knows he comes from God. What if, what if he rejects her? It's said that he knows everything you have ever done. And we wonder, will he really let her come to him? But we watch as she pushes past that fear because she has hope. She has hope that there is one heart, one heart that will not cast her away. And it's here that we pause for a moment. It's here that we recognize that in our own life, that we need that too. We need not to be condemned, but to be forgiven not to be rejected, but to be accepted, to be heard, to be helped, to be seen. How we all need that heart that will not turn us away, not let us be consumed by that darkness that fills our minds or our fears, but the one who will somehow see past and will reach down to us and will accept us. The woman does not speak. She approaches Jesus, everything being said just by what she does. Tears fall, tears of a heart that for maybe, maybe the very first time, for the first time she is understood, for the first time she is welcomed, for the first time she is received, she is accepted, she is healed and made new. And we see her tears. We see them fall from her face and we see that Jesus' face is looking at her tears as well. What does she see in Jesus' eyes? What do you see in Jesus' eyes? She anoints his feet, we watch. She kisses the feet, she dries the feet with her hair. We scan the room. We know that some people don't like this. We remember who she is, what she's done. Would we, knowing who she is, 
let this happen. But before we can even finish thinking, Jesus speaks and tells the story of one who owed 500, one who owed 50. We hear the question, who would love more? There's no supposing. Forgiven much, love much. And then Jesus speaks again. He speaks to the heart. He looks at Simon and says, it's for appearance you've invited me. You didn't wash my feet. You didn't anoint me. You didn't embrace me. You wanted to be seen with me. You wanted me to be around you, to eat with you. You enjoy entertaining the idea of me, Simon, but you do not desire me. You don't desire what I can give. And then we hear as Jesus speaks, not of who this woman is or what she has done, he speaks to what she is doing. Jesus speaks to repentance, to trust, to love. He says her sins, which are many, are forgiven. She has loved and she is loved. And we remember this from 1 John chapter 4. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And dear friends, since God has loved us, let us also love one another. She has loved much and she is loved much. And the hope the hope that each one of us so desperately clings to rejoices for here. At the feet of Jesus, we know sins are forgiven and our hearts find rest. As he speaks to us, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. So tonight we would invite you to come forward and to hear those words spoken not corporately like we usually do, but spoken individually to each one of us, to hear them as she heard them. And like we would come up to receive communion or ashes, you can line up and the vicar and I, we will speak those words of forgiveness for you, that on account of Jesus Christ and what he has done for you, your sins are forgiven, so go in peace. And as the music plays, and we sing, the ushers will invite us forward to receive our forgiveness individually. Quiet.
we stand together. And as we close our time of worship, we ask Jesus to guide us toward loving our neighbors before ourselves. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire. That others may be esteemed more than I. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. That others may be chosen and I set aside. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. That others may be preferred to me in everything. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. And we gather the prayers of our hearts as together we pray as we have been taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom. As we close in our hearts, we ask that the Lord would continue to keep speaking to us through his word, that we would find peace in the promise that he meets human weakness, our sinfulness, and he gives us the strength, the desire to change. It is he himself who pours his love, his blessings, his healing into our hearts to release the burden of shame and pain. Receive the benediction of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give to you his peace. Amen. God be with you this evening, tomorrow, and every day that comes. We'll see you on Sunday. This podcast, along with all of our broadcast offerings, are listener supported. Would you consider partnering with us with a gift? Visit stjohnsorange.org to learn more and stay connected.